Sabonis brought it to him. Hey everybody and welcome to the All Pacers Podcast, a podcast for Pacers fans by Pacers fans. And if you want to join us on this journey, we have an Instagram at all.pacers and a Twitter at all underscore pacers with great communities of Pacers fans there. And we love to interact with you guys. Uh, let's get this pod going. This is Jeremy, as always, joined by Jack and Breezy. How are you guys doing? Good. Spectacular. Oh. It's a wonderful trade deadline. Yes, it is. Thursday. A spectacular <laughs> trade deadline. It really is. Thursday. A lot has happened. Not for the Pacers. Well, they did more than some teams. They did. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll into get the it. major, some would say major move that they made later. Um, but first, <laughs> we can kick it off with the stat of the day. I do love a good stat oh, of the day. Oh, you you're running this podcast now, huh? <laughs> I am running this podcast now. I have commandeered the pod. Well, you had it early. You were very excited for this stat, so you, I can tell you really want to get right to it. I did. Uh, can you guys tell me where you were last night? Last night, I was at home. Same. Okay, well, last night, I had a change of plans. Instead of going to the Pacers game, uh, I was actually out in Salt Lake City doing some scouting. Of course. And our stat today comes from a former Pacer, Alizé Johnson. Oh, I knew this was coming. (laughs) Last night, put up 23 points and 15 rebounds. For the Brooklyn Nets in a thirty-point loss as their backup center, correct? Uh, he's came off the bench, but he did end up playing the third most minutes. He played thirty-two minutes. I mean, he shot eleven of fifteen uh, from the field. Also had three assists and two steals. So, guys, did the Pacers let one get away? Well, if he's going to be playing big minutes and thirty-point losses, he actually would have fit in pretty well in the Pacers <laughs> this year. That's true. <laughs> He would have got in a few games. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think he's ever played like that for the Pacers. Uh, he had a moment in the bubble where he came out and played real well. He had a bunch of rebounds that That's one That's right, when he started at power forward, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm glad he had a good game. It's uh, it's cool to hear, actually. Yeah. Are we concerned about the Pacers' talent, eval- t- talent, talent evaluation uh, processes? Uh, this isn't the concerning part about it. The fact that we had TJ Leaf and kept picking up his team option should tell you a lot about the Pacers' talent evaluations. Well, um, but always and now drafted, they don't have either guy. Typically drafted pretty well in like the middle of the first round. So I mean. I think every team messes up every so often. I wouldn't call Alizé Johnson a huge blunder for the Pacers. Well, he was like the 59th pick or something. Right. So was a, mean, but letting he, him go, I wouldn't say him going away and now scoring a lot for the Nets. Like, I wouldn't say that's a big deal. This is the only game he's played this year. So he's averaging 23 and 15 <laughs> right now, which is on par with, I mean, Jokic and Embiid. These are MVP numbers if he keeps it up. If he keeps it up, that's the, that's the key that's, part to well, that hey, statement. you there. know. Yeah, and yeah, all NBA team could be in his future. Might be able to get a supermax contract at some point too because just, of that. So I'm just saying, good for him. <laughs> that, those are great stats. Um, but hey, thanks for sharing that. Welcome. Yeah, I, I would also like to give it good for him, and I would say that we kind of always knew he was a low ceiling guy with s- some flashes, and I think yesterday was a little flash in the pan, maybe. Yeah, I think in a league that's. Uh, in desperate need of talented centers, Alizé Johnson is just coming into his own. And if he's playing center for you, you've made a big <laughs> mistake. Uh, 
Steve Nash, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Don't don't play him again. <laughs> it's not gonna no, happen. No, no, no. Again. Play him, play him. Which if you need big, I mean, man don't minutes. don't play him like that again. I'd they rather start him, him if, if they don't get Andre Drummond in the buyout, which it seems like they won't. All right, uh, Bruce Brown or Alize Johnson. If you're the Nets, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Okay, then Kyrie Irving or Alize Johnson. If you're the Nets, <laughs> they don't play the same position. Bruce Brown is a center. Blake Griffin or Alize Johnson. If you're the Nets, <laughs> you're asking me to pick anybody over Blake Griffin. <laughs> hey, Blake Griffin was on the Nets for about five minutes, and then he s- was able to dunk again all of a sudden. Yeah, so I think it's working out just fine for him. <laughs> I saw uh, someone tweeted that the Pistons should get some financial stipend for Blake Griffin dunking on the Nets immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been in the trade, just a clause that says if he dunks yeah. ever again, we get a million dollars. Yeah, but well, hey, that's, there was no trade. Was oh, the that's thing. true. Yeah, he was yeah. a buyout. Yeah, there should have been a clause in the buyout. That Blake has to personally pay them if he ever dunks again. Uh, the buyout clause. Yeah, if the Memphis Santa was Claus listening, four. you know, four. you know <laughs> what all of our clause. Memphis fans are thinking right now. <laughs> yep. Sorry, not Christmas yet. <laughs> but they know how many days it is till Christmas. That's I'll tell true. you that. That's true. They are always aware Very of Christmas. <laughs> festive. All right, well, we had a lot of games last week. Jack, do you want to get to talking about some games? Yeah, I don't have it pulled up, so Jeremy, can you well, go ahead and start talking about some games? Now, if you were listening last week, Jack surprised us with Pacers news. Did you have any other mediocre Pacers news you wanted to say today? No, I wouldn't say this is mediocre, but Austin alluded to it. Would you like to give uh, the player that was bought out today by the Pacers? Yeah, the Pacers waved at Jalen LeCue. Yes, they did. This opens up On a roster his way spot. out the door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they waved at they him. They waved at him. <laughs> yes. I thought you were giving his Twitter handle or something. Yeah, oh, that's what I no, thought, too. No, no, no. They waved at him on the door. He is waved from the team. Uh, opens up a roster spot. Possible buyout market looking at that kind of thing right now. So we'll see what the Pacers end up doing. But they can improve the roster if they want to pay a little bit of money over the the cap line. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's all the news. No, actually, there is one piece of news. Well, a handful. It's all from the same little bubble. Um, the Pacers players apparently haven't been happy with Bjorkgren is what's been reported. And then there's a ton of speculation that Pacers players are available because the Pacers have been listening to trades for Brogdon. Um, I'm sure Miles Turner's name's been floated around a lot by other teams because he's having a really good year. Um, Aaron Holiday hasn't played the last two games. I know we were texting about that, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we all expected something to happen. Doug McDermott, he's on a contract year. You would think there's a chance he gets traded with his trade-friendly contract. And um, nothing happened. But it doesn't seem like the players are super stoked with Bjorkgren right now. Um, and a lot of that probably has to do – well, I don't, I don't want to say a lot because I don't know for sure. But Nate McMillan's having a ton of success in Atlanta. And I'm sure some of the guys are like, whoa, he looks pretty good right now. And I know a lot of them wanted him out. Yeah, I'm gonna. They're not. But you no one's to think clamoring like, for Nate McMillan to come back. Yeah, but they're also like, shoot, maybe like what? There's probably a chance where they're like, should we have just stuck with Nate McMillan? Here's the thing. Sometimes you're in a relationship, and then you're out of the relationship, and then you get in a new relationship. And at first, you're like, okay, this is exciting, a new relationship. But then your ex gets even more attractive than they were when they were dating you and they start dating someone else who is more successful than you and you and say po- possibly less attractive 
and possibly less attractive. Uh, but then you start saying, man, I I wonder, you know, I can maybe still be, I should. That could still be me. That could still be me. What did I really have it so bad? Yeah, I think that and is maybe it would perfect, be better now. That is the perfect metaphor, and that's exactly how I feel the Pacers are feeling right now. They're looking at the Hawks with a jealous eye. Yeah, because if I'm the Pacers, I'm looking at the Hawks and like, hey, we have more talent than them, and they're really successful, and we were successful with this coach other than the playoffs. So I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of distaste towards Bjorkgren right now, and that might be part of it. I don't know. Hard I don't know. disagree with the McMillan <laughs> stuff. You're crazy for saying that. <laughs> Like just it's just hey insane. hey I don't miss I don't miss McMillan just I don't. insane and <laughs> it's not insane I'm I'm looking at it from the psychological standpoint I took psych one uh, in college we so all, I feel like I have a pretty and good so three of us have all watched all nine seasons of Psych that's true that's true I'm currently watching it with my my wife again and having watched Psych gives you more insight into psychology than having taken a Psych one hundred <laughs> class Psych one hundred one. Like one Sorry, I dropped a one for I you. I just like to think that uh, I know I know a thing or two about psychology. But I know 101 things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start naming them. 101 things about psychology. Okay, um, uh, the way people interact with other people, the way people interact with animals. Uh, the you're just you're now just this is not anything things. informative yeah. though. What else let's say? Sigmund Freud. Uh, babies of the opposite gender of their parents are deeply in love with their parents. Okay, now uh, that was that was something. That was something, right? I mean, it was something. Uh, yes, it was something. Let's but, get that. Butterflies, right, hey, butterflies can see different colors than us, right? Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's a thing. I think that's biology. Dogs can't see color. <laughs> You're not even doing psychology anymore. You're doing science. <laughs> something, Pythagorean or something. That's math. <laughs> so, that what, that's five? I could keep going, but we want to talk about Pacers. Right. I think there's some the science behind getting a new coach. I think there's some new coach shine going on with Nate McMillan right now where you change things up. Everybody's excited for the change. You play really well, and then you're going to come back down to earth sometime, and we'll see what happens with the Hawks well, when that well, happens. Two-game losing streak right now, right? There you yeah, go. Yeah, they played seven. I mean, look, an eight-game winning streak is impressive, but yeah. seven of those teams, I think, had losing records or were towards the bottom of their conferences. And then they played the Lakers, and LeBron James got hurt. Yep. So it's not like they beat any world beaters. They Then they came out two nights after the Lakers game and blew a huge lead. I actually I flipped on the Hawks-Clippers game, and they were beating them by 20 or something. And so I turned it off, and then they ended up losing by about eight, I think. That's right, yeah. So Big collapse. So they're only a game and a half ahead of the Pacers right now after that eight-game winning streak. The yep. measly Pacers. They did just get DeAndre Hunter back, though. That'll help him. And uh, also traded for traded Rondo for Lou Williams today, who is yep. a minus so, for a team. Minus defensively, but I mean Rondo wasn't playing well for him either. So and That's true. we'll have to wait and see if they can keep him out of Magic City long enough to go to some. That's games. true too. I'm gonna guess no. Yeah, he loves those lemon pepper wings. <laughs> that was that's funny. <laughs> I think we would all vote no on Lou Williams staying away from Magic City. <laughs> Uh, another thing on, on Bjorkren, like it's a first time head coach, first time putting together a staff uh, at this level. Like you have a lot of things you have to figure out, and he's trying to figure it out on the fly. So he is he's doing a little bit better with player minutes and rotations, and he's doing better with the play calling. So everything everything has been improving. You just got to give him some time. Yeah, one hundred percent. So 
uh, yeah, his time's up for me. <laughs> I've given him that time. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't say I'm surprised I'm to hear I, that coming from I'm you. I'm kidding. I wanted to stick around until TJ Warren comes back and at least experience that because he's the TJ Warren whisperer, allegedly, from his days in Phoenix with TJ Warren. So I, I am excited to see that combination. I just, I just hope to see something different lineup-wise than we were seeing with Nate McMillan, which – I think the only difference we've really seen is just like the top seven guys are just playing too many minutes. Um, well, Turbonus actually works under Bjorkren. Kind of, you right? You can actually play them together in it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, Miles Turner has taken a huge step, and I, it could be Bjorkren. Who knows? But um, it sounds like – I also heard this. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Bjorkren go get dinner together often, which is a good sign. Um, and uh, then – It's like a, a date? They, they go they on call, dates. Do they call friends, it a date? A f- they probably call it's a date. You gotta say it's a date or it's not a date. They probably say, "Hey, you want to go to three one seven Burger with me in Indy?" And Malcolm Brogdon responds with, "Sounds good. It's a date." But okay. just as friends, you know. Oh, okay, okay. I got but, you. I got you. Uh, because, like, so it, he's a rookie coach. I also heard from I can't remember who it was on Twitter, but a lot of the uh, Bjorkgren's listening to Sabonis and Brogdon a lot. And I think a lot of the younger players or other players on the team are looking at that like, hey, this is weird. Shouldn't you be listening to other people? Like, why are you just focusing on these two? Um, but it does seem like he's relationship-driven way more than Nate McMillan ever was. Yeah, I can't believe a coach would listen to his star players more than other yeah. guys on the yeah, team. That That's just sense. wild to yeah. me. I, don't... <laughs> I would have a strong hunch Aaron Holiday is one of the players yes. not happy <laughs> with Nate Bjorkgren. Probably. And he probably will not be on the t- – I mean, he didn't get dealt today. So that's true. He will probably not be resigned. Uh, he's, they picked up his they did. option next for year. next year. But we oh, did. Oh, they did. Well, we had TJ Leafs not re- not up. recently. This this was a while ago. Oh, okay. But yeah, hopefully they'll. Uh, hopefully either he starts playing better or they wave him in the summer. We'll have to Which see what I uh, was thinking about last year and how great the second unit was, and if we can just get McDermott and Holiday, Justin Holiday on the bench again once TJ Warren comes back, then maybe Aaron Holiday is going to look like himself again. That's that's the dream. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that I second do. unit. Yeah, I mean, him, McConnell, McDermott, Justin Holiday, and Demonis Sabonis when they stagger him in Turner's minutes. So, we'll see. I mean, Warren's still in his boot, his walking boot. Yep. So. Getting uh, closer every day, though. Yeah, hopefully. A little bit better. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a lot of games to get to here. Uh, so, we can probably break these down into – shorter segments the first one to talk about is the nets game from last wednesday a 115 124 loss jack what were your thoughts about this game uh devastating uh we were winning this game till the fourth james harden took over that um pick and roll that james harden does is unbelievable um i don't know if there's a better player i've ever seen run the pick and roll where he goes in he's either going to throw the lob um get a floater or get a foul um and it just beat us in the fourth quarter is another fourth quarter collapse for us and um, I don't know. I th- this was a tough game to watch. Brogdon looked okay. Um, Karis LeVert looked okay too. Is like the f- one of the first games where it was like, oh, Karis LeVert might be getting close to being good to go. Um, but it didn't like it didn't matter. James Harden just took over when it mattered most, and uh, the Pacers collapsed again when it mattered most. So, well, you, tough you said one. they they weren't really dominating the whole game. It was pretty close. Yeah, I, I guess. And I then mean, the Nets really just, pulled away in the fourth quarter. It felt like we, we had this one in the bag, and I should have known better because the fourth quarter was quickly approaching, and sure enough, we blew the game. So, uh, yeah, tough tough game. but it's And also, the Nets didn't have KD or Kyrie, too, in this one. 
or Blake Griffin. But uh, there's not much you can do against a 40-point triple-double from Harden. True. You can't really hold that against your team. He does that to teams all the time. That's True, but we have T.J. McConnell to throw at him to get all those steals, so we <laughs> we should have been able to stop him a little, right? Yeah, maybe maybe they can look at that for next time, having <laughs> McConnell play more minutes to guard Harden. Yes, we'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, next up, and I'd like to talk about these games together because I think they fit together real well. Two games at Miami, both wins. The first one, 137-110. The second one, an overtime, 109-106. Jack, how would you feel about these games? Um. So, first of all, it's always great to beat the Heat. Yep. Um, love that hashtag, too. Hashtag beat the Heat. It's always great. Um, one of our greatest rivals for the Pacers, stemming from the LeBron days, I'm sure even before that. But um, No. No. What? Definitely not before that. <laughs> they did have one playoff series in, like, You're telling me the, the Troy Murphy-Udonis the or Troy Murphy, Haslam battles were never, like, a, like, would spark they, like a great rivalry or anything they did have a playoff series like 06 or something maybe before troy it was like jermaine o'neal was still there so i think it was the brief period maybe between reggie and like reggie retiring and uh-huh. then the team completely going down the gutter but yeah they i think they lost to the heat oh in that series but i don't know yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the the Heat against the Pacers. Here, let, me, let me pull this, the exact stats up. So we won 137 to 110 the first night. Completely dominated. We had seven guys in double digits. Super fun to watch. Um, headlined by Malcolm Brogdon, who had 27 points. Yep. And just four assists and three rebounds, which is, which is fine. But our shooting across the board was great. As a team, let me find I know it was great. Yeah, we shot 56% from three that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Brogdon shot 78. Justin Holiday shot 63. Miles Turner shot uh, two for three, so 67%. I mean, it keeps going down the list. Jeremy Lamb shot three for five, 60%. Doug McDermott was our uh, worst three-point shooter who actually hit one at 40%. And then... Aaron Holiday hit his only one. Uh, so, I mean, like, we couldn't miss this night. Um, we shot 58% from the field as well and uh, just really brought it to the Heat. But I will add, the Heat were missing their best player in Goran Dragic. So, like, you can't fault them for losing this one is all I have to say. Eventually you're going to have to stop making that joke. <laughs> if we ever get Jimmy Butler on this podcast, I'm, Jeremy and I are going to disassociate from Guys, you. I'm so wrong. Goran Dragic played this game. I forgot. Uh, but that he came off the bench. More he, they didn't start with Goran Dragic. And when you're not highlighting Goran Dragic as your superstar player I think that he, he is. Doesn't he come off the bench all the time? I don't know. I don't really watch the Heat all the he time. He does. Yeah, okay. I, when <laughs> I picture the Heat, I picture Goran Dragic playing 36 minutes a game and just leading them to victory every game. But, hey, I mean, clearly I'm not running the Heat because they're losing games. I need you to not say his name again this podcast because you just said it like 20 times in 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> look, if I – look – they're just messing up. They're messing up. So here, here was the good, the best thing about this weekend. In that first Heat game, the the Pacers were running. Uh, the Heat really didn't have any answer for the pace that the Pacers were playing at. They we tripled their fast break points. It was a really incredible game on that end. And then on the game on Sunday, uh, you could see the chess match happening between Bjorkren and the Heat, where. They slowed it down. They brought pressure when we were advancing the ball up the court after makes. And it was just a completely different game. And 
Bjorken being being able to win that chess match, I think, was huge for his confidence going forward and for the team as a whole. That second game, it was completely different, two d- very different games, and we were able to win both of them, and that's super impressive. 100%. And even, like, I, I, I'm sure Jimmy Butler came in super confident because he didn't have to face TJ Warren, who I'm sure he was afraid to face if he came back healthy. There you so. go, playing the hits. <laughs> Jack, whenever Jack talks heat, he just loves to say Goran Dragic. And Jimmy Butler is afraid of TJ Warren. Yep. So, <laughs> Every week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Jimmy Butler was minus 26 in the first game and minus 15 in the second game. And can you imagine wow. how bad that would be if TJ Warren played? It probably would have been minus 50. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's always good, too, when you beat a team that you're playing back-to-back. If you can beat them both times, that's a great sign because you know the other team's going to fix um, their schemes and their game plans. Um, and if you're the team that won by, what, 25 that we won in the first game, yep. then what do we have to fix? It worked for us. Like, but we came out the second game one by three, still shot well, and uh, won two games in a row against the Heat, who's a, who have been playing really well, too. Yeah. I don't think they've been playing that well recently. I think they're on a bit of a losing streak. Well, they lost two to the Pacers, so, yeah, probably. We, we really uh, beat them down. Uh, beat the Heat down. Beat the Heat down. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for us – the next day we had to travel to Milwaukee, which I, I can't say this enough. I'm so frustrated that we've had two games in Milwaukee this year so far, both of them on the second night of a back-to-back where we've had to travel to them. Yep. I don't understand why we got that kind of scheduling. It's crazy. No, I'll tell you why, Jeremy. The league hates Indiana. There it is. Now he really <laughs> is playing the hits. <laughs> I mean, the the March Madness tournament's happened in Indy right now, too, so I, I mean, I don't, I'm sure this was planned ahead of time. But um, yes. I think the city of Indianapolis <laughs> hates the Pacers. The city yeah, we, the Pacers don't have a home. We're kind of like the, the Raptors. Indianapolis loves money. We're kind of like the That's Tampa true. Bay Buccaneers, or the Tampa Bay Raptors. Sorry, in yes. the way that like we don't really have a home. So, well, we did get new, good news before this game when we found out that Giannis would be out. But then we got bad news <laughs> when we found out that both Turner and Brogdon <laughs> would be out. So. It Which, ended up being a 113-140 loss. I'm not going I don't really care to talk about this game. You're not learning anything when you're missing three of the best players in the game total. Yeah, um Dante DiVincenzo kept his hot streak alive of plus minus against the Pacers, had a plus 21 in this one. Just want to add wow. that. But uh what I also will say is this began speculation that the Pacers might be moving Miles Turner or Malcolm Brogdon. A lot of times right before the trade deadline if someone sits out even if even if it's for injury, it could be that the team's uh, looking at trades for them, so I, I don't know. I, I first thought it. Obviously, they didn't get traded. That's well. Woj we tweeted this the out the other day. It. When when you see these rumors start swirling that teams are listening to offers or whatever, it's just the GMs trying to evaluate their players and see for where sure. they are. There's no real truth to them. One hundred percent. More often than not, unless there's like firm talk of an actual trade, it's just a GM saying, "All right, wonder what I could get for this guy, possibly." So it, I wouldn't even take those as real trade rumors. It was just all just some talk. You know, it gets thrown out there. People start discussing trading guys after big losses all the time. For there, sure. There's nothing there. For sure. And then uh, yesterday, Wednesday, the 24th, a uh, nice win over the Pistons, 116-111. Coming out party for Karis LeVert. Yeah, that's that's the big headline for this game. Karis LeVert, 28 points, two steals, four assists, six rebounds, shot 57% from three, 53% from the field. I mean, this was his game. Hit the game winner, yep. too. Or I guess the, the dagger. The dagger, yeah. Um, and 
I mean, it was against the Pistons. I don't, I don't know like how crazy of a stat line that is, but Josh Jackson guarded him for a lot of this game too, and at the end. And Josh Jackson's a good defender. Yes. So seeing Karis LeVert do this, I mean, it really looked like he's getting his sea legs back. Are you making a joke? <laughs> no, I just I said it and thought, why I've never said that before. <laughs> you looked at me really weird, like I was supposed to get some no, sort of you reference know, there. You know, you know when you say a phrase and you're like, I've never said that before, but no, I said you gotta it really try things out. Yeah. Yeah, I said it confidently it and I thought I was like, is he referencing the first letter in his name, his C legs? <laughs> I was I was I don't Karis Levert C legs. C legs. Yeah. yeah, that let's go with that. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he looked good in this one. Um and won his first Pacers MVP if you follow along on the all Pacers pages so uh Karis LeVert congrats man you did it you finally got your first all Pacers MVP which I think everyone who really gets good minutes has gotten one so far still waiting on Keelan Martin I just had an idea Jack let's hear because you're big on employee of the month Mm -hmm. why don't why don't we have an employee of the month award for the all Pacers (laughs) not I mean among us three but at actual Pacers employees Oh, that's actually kind of a pacer cool of the we month. Should. Yeah, we the should. pacer of the month. Employee of the month. <laughs> we'll uh, Photoshop them into a suit, or maybe there's a picture of them in a suit. Uh, we'll 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 work on this. I like that idea. Well, you could probably f- just find a picture of them in a suit. Yeah. No. Because they've like if they're pacer employees, <laughs> I would imagine most of their pictures would be them in <laughs> oh, suits. Oh, we're actually going for the employees. Oh no, like I was the, it. It could be anybody employed by the pacers. So a player. A concession stand a concession. person, mm, but not the not the uh, what was the food you had the one time the grilled cheese or the nachos? <laughs> one time, some of you have probably heard this before. One time, I did get a pretzel and cheese. I think this was maybe 2011. It was Demarcus Cousins' rookie season. I remember uh, the Pacers were not very good at this point, and uh, yeah, I just was vomiting and diarrhea at the same time. Just in the hotel room after the game uh i was a mess it was a mess gosh it was one of the worst nights of my life and the pacers got demolished (laughs) so we're not giving an mvp to whoever prepared that pretzel so and like we always say if you're listening at home if you know who this person was who fed this food to austin you let (laughs) us know we we need to get to the bottom of this. There's no more excuses, okay? And I always said I've had pretzels and cheese at the Pacers game since then. <laughs> it's all been okay. I have pooped a normal amount. Jeez. I have Stop. not. Stop. I have not vomited at all. Uh, but I have vomited twice in my life when I've had Sonic, and I've never had their which we food talked about again. this. Yeah, no, yeah. you you have though, haven't you? Well, you crave I haven't it. had a burger. You still crave their food though. I crave this, I crave like limeades and tots. Yeah. Those are fine. But all I've this, had a burger twice from Sonic. I've had a real meal from Sonic twice in my life, and I threw up both times. Right, which all the Sonics in this area that we're living in get shut down because of health they are. And, yeah, and you got to go across regions. the bridge. Yeah, I remember when they all got shut down. So I I would never eat there because people kept getting sick, and it's funny <laughs> that you got sick twice. Yep. <laughs> uh, you, did you say Karis LeVert? That was his first game MVP. Uh, am I wrong? Well, you had three. It says three on the on the video you sent oh, me. Oh well, then I got the number <laughs> wrong. It should have said one. <laughs> Whoops! I you sent that to me and I saw it. I was like, oh, when did he get the other two? Oh, That's okay, cool. so shoot. I will disregard that, everyone. I'm actually probably just gonna keep that number going. If he wins it again, I'll probably just say four because <laughs> it's just easier. <laughs> All right, if you say. Hey, so. sometimes we make mistakes over here. I I know you, everyone expects us to be mistake free. Hey, everybody makes mistakes. Pacers. 
Hey, you know who didn't make a mistake last night, though? The Pacers. Because they won, but they didn't win by too much. So they helped me <laughs> there out. There you go. Uh, let's take a real quick look ahead at some upcoming games. First up, uh, most of you are probably listening to this on Friday the 26th. We're at Dallas for a game against the Mavericks. Jack, where do you expect him from this one? Shoot, I don't even know who Dallas got today in trades, but I would imagine there's going to be a handful of players that aren't playing. They got J.J. Redick, okay. and we'll get to this later. They got J.J. Redick and uh, Nicolo Melli from the Pelicans. They will not be suiting up, I would assume, tomorrow. Yeah. It's a bit no. too early. And they lost James Johnson and uh, Wessel Wundy. So is that how you say his name? I think I don't know. I've always said I wundu. Wundu. It ends with a U. That's right. He's the guy who was six foot six and then came back the next season at six foot ten. Do you remember that a couple that, years ago? If he keeps growing at that rate, he'll be seven foot eight in no time. <laughs> I think he is currently seven foot eight because I think yeah. that was two years ago. So, yeah, I mean, he'll be <laughs> eight foot tall, right? Eight foot. Yeah, next season. Good for him. <laughs> But, okay, so is it just J.J. Redick and Niccolò Melli? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean. But they won't play. They didn't they really lose any. I mean, James Johnson plays some, I think. But so other than him, they didn't lose anybody out of their rotation. Yeah. Um, and I hope that this is almost a relief game for a lot of these Pacers who thought they were getting traded. Now they're not going to have to be concerned with, am I moving? Am I getting shipped somewhere else? What's like? Am I going to get bought out if I'm traded? Blah, blah, My all understanding stuff. is none of them were actually very concerned. Oh, really? Yeah. It had to be in the back of their mind, though, right? I don't think so. Surely, surely every season. I Miles feel like Turner, it would be every season. I'm sure Miles Turner's like, "Am I going to get traded?" I know he says that he doesn't think about it, but even him acknowledging it is him thinking about well, it. Well, there's a di- there's a difference between thinking about it. I'm sure they were thinking about it. I don't think they were worried about it. Yeah, but now their mind's clear. There's no no like they don't have to think about it. Now they're going to go out this game. And well, they just played have a great. Heck of a good they game. played great last night, so they weren't worried about it last night against the Pistons. Still, let's do it against a the game. team with a really good player. Watch, they're going to come out and they're all after the game going to say, "Man, Jack was right on the All Pacers pod. I, I am no I longer think, stressed." I don't think anybody's ever said that. <laughs> I think your love for talking Pacers trades permeates your thoughts on how they perceive trades. You just think yeah. they're also always thinking Which, about trades. I'm glad you brought this up because you know what today marks? It marks the beginning of us talking about off-season trades. <laughs> oh, good. So That's it's true. This is one of our favorite days of the year. The switch and from trade, trade deadline trade. TradeNBA.com, their trade machine is now updated for the 21-22 season, I saw. Good. I was on there the other night, so very good. We will begin doing trades next week on the podcast. Great, <laughs> I I promise I'll fight that, everybody. <laughs> I'll try to push it back a few weeks at least. Uh, the Mavericks did win the first matchup by twelve uh, a couple months ago, so right. hopefully the Pacers are able to improve. That was the game where Luca went out with an injury, yeah. then came back and still had a triple double. Not a crazy yeah. good stats game for him, but 13, 12, 12. Yeah, so I mean, it's still Luca. Like he's going to dominate. So Sabonis triple double. It is, yeah, a recent Sabonis triple-double for sure. Especially Sabonis against the Nuggets triple-double where he mm-hmm. gets a 10-10-10 ten, ten, and ten yeah. game every time. <laughs> I think he only had nine assists last game, but still, 10-10-9, ten, ten, and 10-10-10. Ten, ten, and ten. Uh, Next up will be Monday at the Wizards. Uh, Bradley Beal recently broke his streak of losing every 40-point game he has. So Oh, hopefully he doesn't good get, for him. Hopefully he doesn't get to 40 because they can win those games now, which is scary. <laughs> 
Um, it's the Wizards. They've looked pretty. I mean, they have Westbrook and Beal, so you never know like what team you're going to see because if the rest of their players have an oak, like a really good game, I guess. I don't even know how I would word it. They lost their third best player though on Wagner, Mo Wagner, right? He's not the best player. <laughs> Just kidding. I can't stand him as a, as a player. Ba- dating back to his Michigan days. He's True. probably my least favorite player for a couple years there. But, um, I mean, hopefully the Pacers can see this Wizards game and see it as a, a win and go out and play really well because we need some wins. We need to stack up these wins and uh, get higher in the standings. Hopefully get out of the play-in games I'm going to well. tell you something for real. The Wizards' third best player might be Raul Neto. Jeez, no, it's not. Well, let me tell you something. Stop. Anytime I turn a Wizards game on, Raul Neto is like getting a bucket. You know, he's he has turned himself into a formidable third guard, backup point guard. Unfortunately for the Wizards, the, he plays a lot more than a backup guard would <laughs> typically true. play. I'm going to uh, push back on that and say that's crazy. Well, who is their third best player? Oh, well, let me look it up. They just traded Troy Brown. It's either Tom, oh, they don't Thomas, have Troy Brown. It's okay. Thomas Bryant. It or is Thomas Hachimura. Brown. Well, they don't have the. Oh, well, they have Hachimura right. Okay, now. well, yeah. Denny Avdia Avdia had zero point zero assist and one rebound the other night, and that one rebound was probably super important. So, there third best? probably. Rui Hachimura, ten points and ten twenty points and ten rebounds against the Nets the other day. I sold a uh, Denny Avdia rookie card for like fifteen bucks the other day. Well, that's crazy because he played eleven was, minutes and only had one rebound. <laughs> it was like a day. flashy <laughs> NBA hoops card. Wow. Okay. Isaac Bonga. He play he plays in their crunch time. Sometimes. No. I saw the one the one time I saw him playing in the crunch time, that's where I got that information that was, from. <laughs> he might play in their crunch time. I don't know. That was a no to him. Like Robin Lopez. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, finally, it's a light week for the Pacers. Only three games in the next week. Uh, a possible homecoming game for Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I'm thinking about buying tickets. And we'll get to this news in just a little bit. But he is now in the Heat, and the Heat are visiting Indy on March 31st. Um, yeah, I just realized I'm not buying a ticket to that because that's someone – in my family's birthday. Take them to the game for their birthday. Oh, that's not a bad idea. There so um, I don't know how to feel about Oladipo on the Heat. It feels like this was going to happen, inevitable, and it it kind of well, hurts. It kind of sa- hurts. Save the trade stuff for later. We'll, we'll, Jer- we'll just talk about the game. To, how am I supposed to save trade stuff for later when it involves Oladipo? Easy. Just don't do it. Just Man, okay, talk about well, the game. Then how about you just talk about the game, and then I'll just chime in. All right, so this is going to be a Heat team that's going to look different from the team we just played. Because they got Oladipo in a trade. And they are likely <laughs> going to sign LaMarcus Aldridge. So it's going to go differently than it has in the past two games. Should be a tough one for the Pacers, I would imagine. There you go. I mean, we, we beat the Heat every time we play them this year, so maybe you I don't catch know what we're them, afraid of. Maybe you catch them with some, you know, oh, we're still trying to figure out the chemistry. We don't... And Oladipo still doesn't play all the time. Uh, maybe that'll change now that he's on a team he wants to be on. But he didn't play when the Rocket when we played the Rockets last. So That's true. We'll have to wait and see. But if he also led available. the Rockets to a twenty-game losing streak. So who knows? Maybe the Heat are about to go on a twenty-game losing streak too. He did also just lose a close friend from IU. So That's true. That's I true. I would like to no, say yeah, shout out thoughts and prayers with yes. Victor Oladipo. Yeah. So. Uh, real quick before we go to our predictions for the upcoming week, uh, Breezy last week. 
you said three and two, Pacers win three and two. So did I say that? You did because I, I thought I said two and three. I said two and three. No, I said three and two. No, you said five and zero, oh and you know you it. Said, oh, that's right. That's hold right. On. That's right. <laughs> I saw Jack definitely said five and zero. Oh. I thought you said one and four, and I said two and three. Well, either way, you were the closest. Well, I okay. no. If you're <laughs> under, it doesn't count. It's like Price is Right. If you go over, it's that's the only. If you're under too much, then it doesn't count. What? What? No, Price is Right. You it's, can't go yeah, over. Yeah, it's closest without going over. Oh, okay. So it's like blackjack. So who was closest then? Breezy. Me. Either way, <laughs> I think you got it right. But even if you didn't, you're still. Hey, I'll closest. take credit where where it's not due. All right. So Jack's gonna say we're gonna be three and zero. I'm I'm gonna say two and one this week. Uh, Mavericks. Heat. Who's the team in the middle again? Mavericks. Wizards. Wizards heat. Plenty of three. And, what'd you say? Two and one. Two and one. Plenty of off days. Well, I'm gonna, I got to go one and two then. So that <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tie with anybody. I don't like to tie. We don't even keep track of this, so maybe we should we should start keeping track. Yeah, or we should. you know what? Maybe I should go zero and three just in case if they go yeah. one and two, you guys have both went over. True. Th- true. Well, okay. So I think I'm actually gonna take zero and three. Interesting. I think um, if we were keeping track of it too, I'd probably I'd probably give more realistic predictions well that's my idea i think yeah i think we start keeping track of it so jack doesn't say undefeated okay so let's start keeping track i i do have to say three and oh though (laughs) all right no i'm you heard me first let me let me be for real i think the mavericks um with all the moves they just made are going to be a shell of themselves i think that's one they made one move we talked about it they lost one player who barely plays i think the wizards with all the moves they made they're also going to be a shell of themselves without also, Mo Wagner, the heart of their team. One move. I think that's 2-0. and And then Heat with Oladipo. I think he's going to be a little nostalgic and uh, not play right. So I think it's going to be 3-0. I think it's 3-0. All right. Well, you, s- you heard it here first. <laughs> Jack, in his new measured, really taking his time to look at these games, yeah. still says 3-0. I like to take a step back and psych- psychologically look at all these teams and like what they're going through. So that's why I think it's going to be 3-0. All right, so there's your uh, update on the recent Pacers games and a look ahead. Uh, as we've been mentioning all all podcasts long, it's trade deadline day. It is 5.12 right now, 5.13. So the trade deadline passed about two hours ago. Yeah. Most of the trade news has gotten out there already, and we've been watching some buyout stuff come in. Most recently, Aldridge is officially bought out by the Spurs. Yeah. And likely heading to the Heat. They're the front runner. Could be a surprise there. But, Jack, I got all these trades written down if you want to go through them. Oh, I can, sweet. I can hit some highlights. Let's go through all of them. Let's just let's briefly, mention all, briefly mention all of them. All right, so I got these listed in order by time of tweet from Shams or Woj. <laughs> okay, love it, love it. Starting the madness started last night at 12.26 a.m. when the Pistons dejected after a loss to the Pacers dealt DeLon <laughs> Wright to the Kings for Corey Joseph and two second-round picks. Yeah, um... Corey Joseph, former Pacer, got moved. Uh, the Pistons s- saw the game against the Pacers and said, man, we need some more Pacers on this team because <laughs> they have what it takes. They went out and got Corey Joseph. And um, Jeremy, I know this might be crazy to say, but I think this is an irrelevant trade. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The Kings players said some real nice stuff about Corey Joseph, so that's nice. Um, yeah. That's I, probably the highlight of the trade. Everybody likes Corey Joseph. For sure. When, What's crazy is – that that trade went through like right after that game ended yeah. because I was watching that Kings game. It was actually a really good game against the Hawks last night. And then Corey Joseph just got flipped. And he was like playing in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. too. Right. 
Right. Um, and Corey Joseph also beat out Yogi Ferrell for the last spot on that team, what, this season, I guess? Maybe not the last spot for the guard. But Yogi Ferrell didn't make the team, and I always kind of blamed it on Corey Joseph, who I love. But I just love Yogi Ferrell, and now he's out of the league. So, man, the Kings should have just stuck with Yogi, and it could have been a different story, you know? Yeah, probably would have traded Yogi for DeLon Wright. <laughs> I don't think they would have got DeLon Wright, though. Just for, for Yogi? That's a good – Corey Joseph, aver- he's averaging like I mean, three and two this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's the picks. Uh, the, maybe, it was mostly yeah. the picks, and I'm sure That's salary true. lined up. Uh, the next trade that went through was at 10.06 a.m. this morning, Cleveland parting ways with JaVale McGee to Denver – for Isaiah Hartenstein and a couple of second round picks as well. What Look, are you, you, oh, we're eating now. Can you hear me? <laughs> I'm watching you eat. It's time Your mouth's Breezy's full. Bites. He's got some I got some nuts in my mouth. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, now I've swallowed the nut. Uh. Okay, <laughs> let's keep going. Keep okay. I'll I'll talk about this trade. <laughs> no. Look, if you're a Nuggets fan, okay. you know how – I mean, not that I'm a Nuggets fan, but I know them and I talk to them a lot. If you're a Nuggets fan, you know how important of a move this is. Isaiah Hartenstein was very bad. He fouled a lot. Uh, if you've ever watched Indiana Hoosiers in recent years, he resembles Tom Pritchard in that he just goes in the game and he fouls <laughs> and he kind of fumbles around. But did he have that dunk? He did not. He didn't even have a cool dunk. Hey, real quick, how of. dare you slander Tom Pritchard and compare him to Isaiah Hartenstein? Seriously, though, I'm sorry, Tom Pritchard, that I compared you to Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> Thank you. What do you say to the Nuggets fans who believe Isaiah Hartenstein could have been a 2010 guy? Uh, <laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, I feel like that's fair. There <laughs> is a guy out there on the internet hey. who who did believe that he is he is sort of internet famous amongst the reddit community so uh there were some advanced stats about the g league when isaiah hartenstein and monte morris played together where um their pick and roll was so devastating it would have been the best in the nba potentially and uh so i remember talking to you guys before the season when denver got hartenstein it was like oh man they got something real here and they gave up they gave up just like that yeah well it didn't translate to the real NBA, <laughs> is well, what happened. Maybe he'll uh, end up on the Nets and go off for 23 points and 15 rebounds. <laughs> he might. They still kind of – well, you know what? They don't need a center. They have Nick Claxton, who I, I really like. Yeah, hold on to those rookie cards if you have them. That's what I've been doing. Hold on to your Nick Claxton cards. Don't sell. Invest, invest, invest. Yes. Um, but Anyways. all that being said, the, the Nuggets got JaVale McGee, and all they had to do was keep Mason Plumley. They get – we talked about this before the podcast, too. You could pay Mason Plumlee $10 million or McGee, too. Right, and I said pay Mason Plumlee $10 million. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That's a crazy thing. Or go get Zach Randolph they, off his rocking gosh. chair. <laughs> For the same price as JaVel yeah. McGee, who hasn't been sitting in a rocking chair. Uh, yeah, don't you want that grit and grind? Really I nice. do like grit and grind, but right. not at the same time. Sorry, that's a lot about that trade. Let's it's all right. We'll move on to possibly the biggest trade of the day, definitely one of the biggest, and that is at 11.03 a.m., Orlando sent Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu to Chicago for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, and two first-round picks. Chicago really going all in, it seems. Yeah, they drafted Mo Bamba, the pick before Wendell Carter, right? Didn't they choose Bamba over Wendell Carter in the draft? So they ended up getting that guy. They got Wendell Carter now. And, and two more picks. Yeah, two yep. more picks. They righted their wrong, and they're 
fully going in tank rebuild mode, rebuild mode, and I love it. As they should. Uh, this is a very good deal for both teams, I think. Um, Chicago gets a wing defender in Aminu, too. He's kind of a zero on offense, yeah. but they could use some defense. And, man, anybody who knows me knows how much I love watching Zach Levine. Now he has somebody else on offense to kind of take the pressure off. They were really asking Thad Young to do way too much. And Otto Porter. <laughs> yeah, and Otto Porter, who is also, you know, maybe he can find his sea legs <laughs> down by the sea. His O legs. His O legs. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Vooch, just a, obviously a great player. And now, well, good player, bad stats team for sure, but he's still going to be he's really a, good. He's a great center. Or no, wait, also, they've good been stats, a playoff team, they've good been stats, a pl- team, but they've been a playoff team the last, what, three years. Yeah. Mostly because of just him. Yeah. <laughs> and now look, Chicago is one of only, I think four Eastern conference teams that has multiple all-stars. Oh, this year yeah. at least. Really? Yeah, that's it. Four. It's them, Boston, Philly, oh, from and this Brooklyn. Season. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's like ever. That's crazy. There's no. But way. I mean, it's maybe six teams that have two, you know, all together. Well, we'll have to do that math. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a big trade for Chicago. Should get them into the seventh spot potentially at best, and we'll see where they go from there. Uh, yeah, and let me get to these other magic trades because they really did. Uh, send it all out. Yeah, today. I'd love to hear it. They sent at eleven twenty nine, just shortly after the Vooch trade, Evan Fournier to Boston for two seconds, and then just an hour later, they sent Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark to Denver for Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a first. So Magic are full re- rebuild mode, and Denver picked up another good piece in Aaron Gordon, and lost a great piece in R.J. Hampton, and they got a great musician in Gary Clark. <laughs> really. Gary Clark Jr., great, great guitar player. Not yeah. just good; he's a great guitar player. Okay, I, is that a real per, like? This a real is a musician? real. This is a real musician. Yeah. Oh, it's really not good. the it's not the basketball player. No, <laughs> the, I don't think they're oh, related. It's, it's the basketball player's kid. Probably, yeah, because <laughs> a junior, yeah. And Boston picks up a really good shooter in Evan Fournier in all this as well for two second picks. And well, I they ended up later in the day having to trade Tice to Chicago for Wagner. I'm wondering if they had to make that trade to make the contracts work in picking up Evan Fournier. So Evan Fournier, who averages 19 points a game this year, got traded for two second-round picks, and the Celtics got rid of Tice to help with that trade. I would have done that any day of the week. I cannot believe... I they wasn't, stole him away for two seconds. I wasn't saying that makes it less crazy. I'm saying they did have it to just blows move a my mind. Ah, Evan Fournier is so. Is Wagner good. now going to Orlando? He is no. I, he might. As of right now, he's going to Boston. Okay. I don't know. They may restructure it somehow. We'll have yeah, to. Well, they had that huge trade exception from letting Gordon Hayward go. Yes. And now they could potentially have another one if they don't re-sign Evan Fournier because he, yep. he is on an expiring contract right now. So Celtics maybe just loading up trade exceptions. And with Mo Wagner, too, th- uh, the Celtics were looking for a replacement for Jonas Urepko, too, I believe. So they finally get it with Mo Wagner, an identical player to Jonas Jurepko, and uh No. He's the Walmart version of Jonas Jurepko. I'm not, I'm no, not sure what you're not trying the to say. the same type of player. <laughs> Are you just saying they, looked f- they needed a replacement white European player? Exactly, yes, and they okay. got it. But they also had to get rid of Daniel Tice, so maybe... <laughs> Maybe the, the Daniel the Tice is not good. There. He is good. Yeah, he's going to go back up Vooch now. Which honestly, he should be a backup probably. But he's, can we be clear? Good. Is he? Can can we not say he's good? 
Can we say he he's, is a good? He's a good rotational he's okay? player. He's okay. I I mean I would love having Daniel Tice as a backup center. Right. So he's okay. He he's a well, good backup a, center. Yes. Okay. I would say cool. he, that's good. I'll agree uh, with that. Hold he's on. A good if we're backup, talking about yes. backup, I would say he is a phenomenal backup center. Okay. Oh. That's crazy. That's high praise. You. Why do you love Daniel Tice so much, huh? He can shoot. He's decent post defender. I mean, he just he does sets good picks. I mean, to be fair, you've recently claimed that Evan Fournier was the best player on the Magic over Vucevic. So uh, Evan Fournier, claimed that a lot. I've, I don't think I've ever claimed that publicly. <laughs> you said it on a podcast. <laughs> I have always been super high on Evan Fournier, and I think it is crazy that he only went for two seconds. He's I think he's a stellar talent, and I guess no. I mean, nobody else probably I mean, wanted him. That two was seconds probably is a lot. The, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a good trade. Yeah, but for seconds. a 19 points per game player, it's a steal for the Celtics. Yes, yes. but you're it's not a steal. Magic aren't going to resign him. And right, they're getting picks back for him. So there yeah. you go. I'm just saying, the Pacers should have got him, man. We, we all that's what we needed was another guard. <laughs> they had to waive Jalen Lequeux just to have a roster spot. They couldn't <laughs> afford him. Yeah, true, true, true. true. Uh, in the middle of all that magic stuff was Washington sending Troy Brown and Mo Wagner to Chicago for Chandler Hutchinson and a guy named Daniel Gafford. Oh, dude, I love Daniel Gafford. I've seen Gafford, too. I've seen him get some good minutes. He's a good player. I must not watch very much Bulls basketball because I saw that name and I said, who in the world is Daniel He was Gafford? on Arkansas in college, uh, played against IU, and just destroyed IU with Romeo Linkford. Oh. Um, and... I thought he was so great. It was one of those players that you see in college and you're like, man, he's going to make it in the NBA. I know it. And I still think there's time. I, still, I think he That's was how a my good dad player. feels about Luca Garza. He told me <laughs> he told me he was a top three pick. Jeez. And then I came back and talked to you guys and some of our other friends. Yeah. And they and you all laughed at me. Yeah. Funny. Luca Garza. He'll he'll get picked, maybe late first or second round. And he's not going to do anything he in the NBA. He might get picked. We didn't see Marcus Howard get picked last year. It's true. So, I mean, it's these seniors He is who on the Nuggets now. Yep. He is on the Nuggets. You, he's not very good. Really? Uh, no. He's <laughs> – if he's out there, the there's a lot of injuries. Well, if you're an NBA team, if you don't know that by now, you should. Don't draft Marquette players. They never turn out to be good, so. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we have no recent history of – Marquette players. Uh, Breezy, here's a trade featuring one of your all-time favorite players. All right. Mm-hmm. The Heat sent Mo Harkless and Chris Silva to the Kings for Nemanja Bielitsa. 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 Say it with us, Jack. Bielitsa. Bielitsa. Now, y- you love Bielitsa. I do love Bielitsa. Uh, I think he will be a solid rotation piece for them. He can shoot. Uh, he's got he's got a little post up game too, so you can diversify him on offense. It's always important to diversify your assets. Is he a portfolio? Is that <laughs> his nickname? <laughs> Nemanja Bjelica, the portfolio. The portfolio. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a nice little player, and you know they get him for two guys who I will say I like Chris Silva. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Silva or Silva. I've heard it both ways, but uh, he's a he's one of the, he's a hustle guy. He's a lunch pail guy. Grit and grind. I like him, but he doesn't play a lot. So Let me tell you something else that Bielitsa has. A little pudge. 
little pudge, but he's going to the Heat, who expect you to be in the greatest shape of your life. Yeah, he'll be in the 100-degree heat every day. It's a good situation for him, yeah. And if he plays his cards right, there's a great food scene in Miami. He could open Bielitz's Pizzas <laughs> That's, maybe one day. That is fun. Or it'd yeah. be a pizza. Be a pizza. Be a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like that name. That's... It's, we can we can workshop. Hey, that a come bit. on the in. City be a pizza. Miami, hey, come think, be a pizza. Hey, the city of Miami, I think, is currently on a state of emergency. Oh, what happened? Uh, people were just getting buck wild on spring break. Oh. You know, I mean, it's Florida. Like every everybody's crazy in Florida. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still have a state of emergency, but yeah, they they did because it was getting out of hand. Yeah, apparently Miami Beach is in, insane. Just a crazy place to be. Hey, yeah. also if Bealitza plays his cards right. <laughs> He might be able to open, like, if he gets enough money, might be able to. <laughs> Come on, get it out. You got it. You're right there. Might be able to open Bealitz's feet rubs. No, that was, <laughs> kind, of, that was kind of a stretch. That was. A foot massage parlor? <laughs> yeah, foot massage, uh, pedicures, just really any kind of foot thing. Bealitz's feet rubs. <laughs> Moving on. The more you slow it down, it doesn't roll as well. But whatever. All right, this one's a confusing one. Hopefully, I've got all these details correct. We have the Thunder sending George Hill to the 76ers, the 76ers sending Tony Bradley to the Thunder, Terrence Ferguson to the Knicks, Austin Rivers to the Thunder, and also two second round picks to the Thunder, and then the Knicks sending Iggy Brazdakis to Philly. I think I have oh. all that right. My Iggy Brazdakis rookie card might be. You do <laughs> talk might, about it a lot. It might be worth more than nothing now. <laughs> um, that trade seems like a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, I mean George Hill, nice piece to add. He hasn't played in like two months though. He, yeah, I mean he he, he is a nice. He'll be a nice piece in Philly. Uh, they definitely need another guard. Um, I I would like to say I cannot believe Terrence Ferguson is still in the NBA. Uh, now yes. that C.J. Leaf is out of the league, I'd say he is the worst player in the NBA. Well, Pokachevsky's kind of right there. Nope, nope, nope. Breezy, who um, do you think the worst player in the league is right now? Uh, are we talking the worst player that plays? Yes, worst player worst? that plays. Uh, well, Hazonia's gone. Yes. Uh, he was celebrated like a king when he went home. I yeah, saw crazy. that. <laughs> that was crazy. Okay, I'll tell you the worst PER player right now. Uh, I might have to go with Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> player who plays. Really? He's, yeah. Okay, it's so. It's just like. So, PER measures, it's like you have to have at least 500 minutes in a season or be on pace to have 500 minutes in a season. Um, so, it only measures that. Currently, the lowest PER in the league is a guy in Detroit, a second-year player. Any guesses? No. Sekou Demboya, the huh. worst player in the league, com- oh, uh, wow. according to PER. Um, he's kind of a nice little prospect for them. Uh, I'll. Um, I'll let you guys reach into my box of cards if you can guess the worst Pacer PER this year. Aaron Holiday. Uh, Keelan Martin. Aaron Holiday. Uh, Keelan Martin doesn't play I enough. get to reach in the uh, box of cards good again. Good point. <laughs> Maybe you'll actually keep a card this time. Maybe I'll actually pull Brasdikas. Maybe. It's not in there, but ah. that'd be cool if it is. <laughs> so, yeah, that trade. Maybe George Hill helps him out a little bit on a contender. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, the big news out of that trade, though, is the Thunder are up to 34 picks in the next seven years, I believe. Is that or is 17 first and 17 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. So in the just seven years. Wildly stocked with draft picks that who knows what they're actually going to so do. So they're going to be drafting 34 players in the next seven years. 
they're going to be doing a lot what of an awful experience. <laughs> um, this uh, this sounds an awful lot like how I've recently gotten into buying cards, and I've bought and opened too many Pokemon cards now that are going to be very hard to sell a lot of them. So I feel like the Thunder might be in this situation with their draft picks. You think they're just going to be throwing draft picks into deals willy-nilly? Yes. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, we've we've accumulated too many picks. We can't we can't have 34 players on our roster. It's just not even – it's not bot. We can't even have 24. <laughs> Who is that? It's not a football team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whose voice are you doing? Somebody. I don't know. You you give them a name. It's improv. Uh, let me add real quick. The guys that we've talked about in trades. Wes Iwundu is second worst in the NBA according to PER. Alexi Pokachevsky, we didn't talk about him in trades, but I mentioned him. He's sixth worst, sixth worst in the NBA according to PER. So he's already moved up. He was worse. Don't yeah. sell your Poku stock. Bye, bye, bye. No, no, no. Uh, that was uncomfortable saying that. I want to <laughs> retract that phrase. I never want to say no like that again. Uh, PJ Tucker, seventh worst. I don't think we've talked about him yet, but he was traded before the deadline. Yeah, um, Gary Clark, ninth worst. So there you go. Interesting. Some of the, the bottom ten guys all got traded. So maybe teams are looking at that like, hey, this guy's bad. We'll give you nothing for him. Uh, the next trade up was a trade everyone was waiting, thinking they had been waiting for all day. Got the alert. It says Toronto has traded Norm Powell to the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. Everyone waited all day for the Kyle Lowry trade. Uh, we can talk about this a little bit later. It didn't happen, but they did move Norm Powell to Portland. This is a great trade for both teams, I think. Toronto gets Gary Trent. He's 22 years old. He has shown great shooting capabilities. Yes. He's going to be a nice 3 and D guy in the league. So they'll have a chance to match any contract that comes at him. Uh, Powell is 27, 28 now, I think, but is having an amazing year. Yeah. Uh, he is not the defensive player that Gary Trent is, but Portland's defense was pretty bad anyways, so they're probably just saying, hey, let's take the Brooklyn ap approach and just outscore teams. So, I mean, their lineup is, you know, an 125, 30-point lineup now. Yep. So I know uh, Gary Trent had some moments in the playoffs too in the past, um, and this seems to me like, hey, let's get an older guy – they're similar players. Um, Gary Trent probably is the better defender, but I bet in the clutch, in the playoffs when it matters most, they're going to trust someone like Norman Powell more, and this is a compete now. There, there's a great chance Gary Trent's a better player than Norman, Norman Powell in the future um, if he keeps progressing the way that he is, especially as a shooter too. Uh, but, yeah, I think this was a smart trade for both teams mm -hmm. for sure. Toronto gets a young guy that they can uh, invest in, and Portland gets a guy that they can compete with right now. And they, uh, they're getting Nurkic back from injury, uh, yeah. I believe, today as yeah, well. It so. just only for him to get hurt again real soon because that's <laughs> what always happens. Hope not. We hope not. not yeah, knock on, on wood. Marble knock on marble. top <laughs> right here in front of us. Uh, another reason everyone thought Kyle Lowry would be on the move was Toronto traded Matt Thomas to Utah for a second and Terrence Davis to Sacramento for a second. So they cleared some space to bring on multiple contracts, and then just it never happened. So. That's a nice little get for Sacramento. I like Terrence Davis. Other than the, you know, him getting in trouble with the law. Wait, is he suspended right now? I don't know if he's suspended right now, but he did get in trouble in the offseason. I think with uh, – it might have been uh, like with like – 
like abuse of his girlfriend or something like that. It might have uh, been bad. I don't want to speculate. Actually, take I take that back. I don't know exactly what happened. Well, I maybe don't I don't like that. Terrence Davis. <laughs> yeah, I did not know about that. Look this up. Yeah, he's been getting in trouble a little bit in the offseason. All right, well, while you're looking that up, uh, 2.30 p.m. today, the Hawks traded Rajon Rondo to the Clippers for Lou Williams. We alluded to this earlier. Lou, Lou Williams is home. He can go to Magic City whenever he wants to. He's been on the Hawks before, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he's from Georgia, too. So. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, nice pickup for the Clippers if they can get playoff Rondo working. Yeah, they needed a point guard. Uh, I just it does seem you don't like want to trust Patrick Beverly in the playoffs. True, and Williams seems to have fallen off a bit this year as well. He's not playing up to yeah what you think of when you think of Lou Williams. Right. Okay. Last October 2020, Davis was arrested in a luxury building for allegedly hitting his girlfriend. In response, the Raptors released a statement on the role of the joint NBA. NBA PA or NBPA policy on domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse, and the team will be in full cooperation to settle the matter. Um, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, aka Woj, Toronto Raptors wing Terrence Davis assault charges have been dismissed by the New York District Attorney's Office. There we go. So he's cleared. You can like him. So maybe he's a sketchy character. We don't know. I'm going to go with sketchy. Uh, either way, the Kings got. A nice little prospect, I think. For sure, for sure. And it sounds like the Raptors didn't want to deal with him anymore. It looked like, I mean, it just... I think they just wanted a second-round pick. That right. too, yeah. I mean, but Terrence Davis is better than a second-round pick, don't you think? Depends on second-round pick. You have yeah. to wait and see. I think the Raptors are ready to move on. But if you could get Jokic or Draymond Green. True. Or Luka Garza. Or Alizé Johnson. <laughs> or Alizé Johnson. <laughs> uh, another big trade happened just a little bit after that. Houston sends Oladipo to Miami for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a pick swap. So to recap, using the transitive property of math, the Houston Rockets traded James Harden for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a pick swap. So <laughs> way to go. <laughs> they got they, other picks too, right? Yeah, they got some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. Not I mean, it. it's they a much up. bigger transitive property. It's, the property is way bigger than that. But not really. Because they could have had Karis LeVert. They could have had Jared Allen. And instead, now they, they have Kelly Olenek, uh, whoever else you said, and some picks. They also needed to get rid of him, too, because he is their second best player. And they need their they need to be so bad that they're picking in the top, what, three or four? Yeah. So they don't lose their pick this year. Yeah, just I feel so bad for Steven Silas. You yeah. sign on to coach James Harden. And they immediately turn your team into a tank. Yeah. Just like an awful, awful team. Yeah. So. But, uh, yes, the real losers of all of this, the Houston Rockets. Yeah. 100%. They messed up. I really hate Kelly Olenek, so I'm glad he's off the heat, too. <laughs> hey, Kelly Olenek will win you a playoff game. I was... <laughs> One of Jack's many that will oh, win you a playoff game. Hang guys. on. If Kelly Olenek will win you a playoff game, is he going to win them some games that he shouldn't win? He will win them a game, a single game this year. What if they ask him not to win that game, though? Is he going to be able to help himself? Then I think I they are by putting Kelly Olenek out there, <laughs> <laughs> probably playing 28 or 30 minutes. So if I'm an NBA GM, I'm getting uh, – like if I have a good player and a good team for the playoffs, I'm putting Kelly Olenek on my team. And I'm putting DJ Augustine on my team for two def definite wins in any playoff series. This right is there. why you're not a GM. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just going to breeze through Hey, the wait. Of these. They have both of those guys now, though. 
Yes, they did. Yeah, the T.J. Augustine <laughs> and Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, I didn't they know got Augustine in the P.J. Tucker deal. Yeah, no I way. Completely forgot about no that. No way. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna breeze through the rest of these because uh, we already talked about some of them, and they're not super important. Uh, Golden State traded Marquise Chris to the Spurs for something. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. So that's cash there. consideration. Uh, Boston sent ties to the Bulls for Wagner. <laughs> talked about that one already. Uh, we mentioned this when we were talking about games earlier. The New Orleans Pelicans sent J.J. Redick and Nicola Melli to Dallas for James Johnson, Wesu Wundu, and a second-round pick. And then we have confirmed news that Aldridge has been bought out and the Pacers have waived LeCue. That's as caught up as I am right now. What are your thoughts about any of those? You said, the, you said those last two like they're related. You think the Pacers are getting LeMarcus I, uh, Aldridge? I do not. <laughs> He's uh, probably going to the Heat. So well, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of reporters in Miami, LA, and New York, and you you always hear those teams as front runners. But it could be a surprise team. You know, Indiana needs a small forward right now. So could Lamarcus Aldridge just slide into that, no, into that position? They, the Pacers do not need Lamarcus Aldridge. But if we have Lamarcus Aldridge starting at three, then we'll have three big men to throw at Drummond. Next time we play Drummond, get out of here. Because <laughs> two clearly isn't enough. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Pacers are for starting two big men and not being able to stop Jokic, uh, Embiid, or Drummond. Especially Drummond. That's what makes them crazy. Uh, the Pacers waving LeCue, I think I mentioned this, opens up a roster spot. So they can be active in the buyout market now. So we'll have to stay tuned to see what goes on there. Um, I did love a few years ago when we got Trevor Booker in the buyout market. And then also uh, uh, Wesley Matthews in the buyout market. Yep. So. The Pacers have made good moves in the past. If we can just get another guy that we can plug in, maybe a wing defender, maybe a backup big, then um, this team could look a lot stronger. Trevor Booker has hit one of the craziest shots in NBA history. That's true. The where he's back to the basket and tapped it up. Yeah, tapped over it his head. over his head. Yeah, crazy. Good times. All right, and that's all the trade stuff I have from trade deadline day. Wow, crazy. So, um, what what are some players that you expect to get? bought out or who uh, are some players definitely drummond which is crazy i cannot believe i didn't find a trade i can really yeah i mean if evan fournier went for two seconds don't you think Hang you could have got at least a second everyone knows you're gonna buy him out so why would anybody give up anything for and that's that's the Cavs' fault because they should never have made that an option what do you mean drummond's good enough to where you could have gotten something for him but yeah, he's he's not he's way better than a buyout player. Yeah, it's, and especially that contract too. That's a lot of money. Like, well, I mean, you get good players every year that get bought out just because they don't fit with the team or they want to go ahead and part ways or for whatever reason. So it's not necessarily that he's that you just have these bad players getting bought out. Right. He's, he's just in a situation, a weird situation. But he's not like he's a he's an actually really good player. It's not like you're just buying out Lamarcus Aldridge, who's towards the end of his career. Like Drummond can still play really well, and they just the Cavs played this whole situation wrong. I I truly believe it, and I know they're they're punching air right Have now. Have they actually bought him out yet, though? No. Maybe they won't even buy him out. I mean, I mean, just they have they zero with, incentive to do that. Yeah, and they do. They can do what they do with Kevin Love and just let him do their own thing and just kind of you know <laughs> yeah. wander. They can go on a go on vacations vacation everywhere together. while they're on contract. <laughs> Uh, here's a bit of uh, Victor Oladipo news. The Rockets were demanding Duncan Robinson, and the Heat held out until the very end of the trade deadline, and the Rockets dropped what they requested, and the trade went through with no Duncan Robinson in it. 
crazy. So once again, the Heat do everything right. Yep. They're, yeah. They're really good at that. They, I mean, they played hardball with Kyle Lowry too. Apparently, they wanted the Raptors wanted Hero. They didn't want to give up Hero. Yep. And you know, they ended up getting Aldridge and Oladipo. I'd well, they don't have Aldridge yet. He's they're the front runners. So right. Get him. Okay. Um. Well, it might be time to wrap up this podcast too. By the way, it looks like uh, my kid is just walking inside. Well, not walking. Yeah. He can't walk. He sauntered. <laughs> he sauntered. <laughs> <laughs> Meandered. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else. You guys have any closing thoughts on this one? I'd always like to remind everyone that I am a thought. <laughs> it's good. We need this reminder. Well, are I, you available? Uh, not mm. as much. He's over there. Oh, as I used to be. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We'll interesting. Just start interesting. doing an Austin's uh, dating segment on uh-huh. this podcast. It's what the people want. Oh, uh, I'm not saying I'm dating anybody at all. Oh, you're just more invested in what you're like in yourself right now. You're dating yourself. <laughs> not even that. I just have trinkets and things I need to keep up with. Little knickknacks. Right, no well, time for girls when you have knickknacks. We're, we're going to hop off this pod and find out what that means. Yep. <laughs> and we'll report back next week if it's anything yeah, interesting. Or we'll make some posts. Like on and if you don't hear back from us, it's those it was nice. something what weird kind of and we don't want to talk those? about it. <laughs> yeah. Austin's having a conversation over here. Yeah, so he's, let's, he's let's out. We're out of here. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, stay tuned for on Instagram, all.pacers, and Twitter, all underscore pacers, for any news coming out this week. Thanks for listening. See you later. Peace out. Sabonis brought it to him.